Welcome, family, to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. Hello, everyone. It has been a little while. I am super excited to sit down with you today. Um, so first of all, how are y'all? I hope you are doing really well. Um, and if you are not well, I hope that something here uh, potentially changes your thoughts, changes your perspective, um, or just at least gives you a little bit of encouragement. Super grateful for you to be here. So, um, like I said before, uh, thank you. So before we jump in, I just want to say thank y'all so much for all of the support that I got for the last episode, Stop Shrinking Yourself. Um, I believe that that was way bigger than me sharing my story, sharing my um, decision to step down from my position um, and my job and pretty much everything that I had kind of created for myself um, because things were just not going well for me. And so you can always try to stick around in spaces. um, And it just wasn't conducive because of lots of factors. And if you have not heard the episode, Stop Shrinking Yourself, um, go ahead and tune in because this is definitely a follow-up from that particular episode. So, jumping right in. As y'all know, leaving my job, huge decision. Yes. Okay. So, now we wait, right? We wait to see what's next. We wait to see um, when are we going to find a new job? Because let's just be for real. Like, you need a new job, Keandria. You need money. You need... um. You need currency. <laughs> like, th- like there is literally no way around it, especially in today's economy, especially in today's world, in this society. Um, and if you want to eat, if you want to take care of yourself, you need money. So, of course, we need a source or multiple sources of income. But before you can do that, because I don't know if I mentioned, but, well, I think I did. I didn't have anything lined up per se. Um, I just knew that I had to get out of there. So this particular episode is going to talk about this waiting season because it's been about a month of me um, transitioning and everything like that. And so I want to talk to you guys about what happens and what um, what the waiting season looks like. And so I have a few questions here that I'm going to throw out uh, and then I'll just kind of give you my experience. So the first question, and this is the question that continues to resound in my mind. How well are you waiting? How well are you waiting? Or how well are you not waiting? Another question. Um, What are you going to do to set yourself up for success? Then what are you going to do to set others up for success? Now. In your mind, you could potentially be like, 
How are you going to help somebody else and you don't even have a job? Let me tell you. Because the next question kind of flows directly there. And it's, do you have the capacity to serve others or help others? And if you do have that capacity, then what are you doing in that space? Because like I said earlier, um, letting you guys in and letting you all know about my decision to step down was honestly bigger than me. Because like I said, I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit like, oh my gosh, I've shared my experiences with employment before and I don't want them to be like, ooh, but again, not my problem um, because this is my real life. So um, yeah, what are you doing if you have the capacity? And if you don't have the capacity, fine. But if you do, what are you doing with that? Because in today's culture, everyone is like super, super busy. Like, oh, I have to run here. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's just like, okay, I get what you have to do for yourself. But how are you serving? Because honestly, we're living in a world where goodness and grace is like fleeting every single day. And even when you are going through, there is something that you can do or something that I can do. Let me speak for myself. There are things that I have access to. There are people that I have access to. There are, or and there is, again, myself. I have access to myself. And for me, I fully believe that I am a wealth of knowledge. And so when I have it, I like to give. And so in this space right here, I was thinking like, what can I do to help people who are like me or who may see themselves in my situation or who may just want to know like what I'm doing, you know, just to be nosy, honestly. And y'all know, like we be wanting to know what each other's doing, not like I'm just, you know, kind of being facetious about the nosy part but it's just like we be wanting to know because it's like okay I wonder how she did that and there are some people who may be a little bit shy to ask like well you know how are you or what are you doing or how'd you do that so I figured why not share and so getting back into the serving part echoing that it's better um to give than to receive it's better to share whatever you have um because again in today's culture, everybody is busy and nobody has time for each other. So I just want to share, like I said, what I've been doing um, and how I've been preparing myself because I think it was June or July last summer when I was like, y'all, this is my preparation season. And I fully believe that right now is still my preparation. Like literally, like I kid you not, this is still preparing me for exactly where I am going to be. So I wrote down a few different things that I did or that I'm doing professionally and then a few things that I did personally to prepare myself to be able to leave my job and not have so much of a huge stressor. So I think I told y'all like last episode that I actually started to job hunt last February. Um, and so I had been in my company for a year and eight months and I had started job hunting, um, pretty much a year ago because I was just like, nope, this is not working. Um, and so, like I said, professional preparation is very, very important. And so if you are able to write these down and if you need this, you know, this push or you need this list, feel free because that is why I am sharing. So as far as the professional preparation, the number one thing that I started to do was to clean up my LinkedIn, clean up my resume, and also my cover letter. 
So let me just say, I know that a lot of people are always very like anxious about cover letters and resumes because it seems like, or it feels like it's a really big secret on how to um, clean it up and make it better. I'm sorry, I'm having coffee while I'm doing this. Um, clean it up and make it better. And it's just like, you really, it's not a secret y'all. It's literally, I'm about to tell you, hold on. So with that y'all, every day is a journey. Every day is a consistent and a constant journey. And so what the journey looks like in cleaning up and cleaning up those three, the resume, the LinkedIn, and the cover letter is honestly proofreading, editing, proofreading, editing, proofreading, editing, but okay. So it's like, well, what am I going to proofread? What am I editing? You're editing the journey. What are you doing? What have you done? And then kind of meshing that with what you want in a role. And I'll get into that a little bit more. Now, let's just be for real. It honestly feels very tedious when you're doing this. But I don't want you to look at it as a job. Well, no, do look at it as, at, do look at it as a job because you want to take it seriously. But also, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Because nine times out of ten, if you sit and you write out an outline of what you have done at your role and what you are looking to do, it'll be a little bit easier to plug in the variables. So aside from all of that, the next thing that I did or started to do was I started to connect with recruiters, with colleagues, and with LinkedIn influencers that could potentially aid me in my journey or that were like giving information or giving job listings or giving just encouraging words because on this journey, you're going to need a lot of encouragement because you will not be able to just encourage yourself. Like that is literally just not how it works. Um, so I was able to connect with those people. And then I also informed um, cool colleagues, friends and family that I was searching for a new role so that they could refer me either to their company or that they could send roles my way that they thought that may fit after I told them what I was looking for. So those were the two like really, 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 really pivotal things in um, in starting my professional preparation because it's just like, okay, I have my paperwork in line, which is my LinkedIn resume and cover letter. Those things are flowing. Um, and what I also did was I made sure that I had all of those things very up to date and on all of my um, devices. Because honestly, when you're in a job hunt, you have to make sure that you are always ready because you just never know who you're going to meet. So once I, every time I cleaned up my resume, every time I um, would create a new cover letter template for myself, I would make sure that I had that latest on my Google Doc. And I had it saved to my phone as well as my iPad. Because for me, I'm always talking and networking. And I just literally never know who I'm going to run into. So you just want to be prepared at all times and never take any opportunity for granted. So with that next thing that I did was I connected and I found myself a mentor. So when I first began telling my friends and my family that I was looking for a job, they were like, well, one friend in particular was like, I think you need a mentor. And I'm like, you know what? I've been thinking about that. And I want to make sure that I choose somebody that I know will have my best interest at heart. Somebody that I trusted and felt comfortable with sharing my journey with. And who I would take non-judgmental advice from. Because 
like there are people out there who you may like like or you may think is cool but it's like would I take advice from you like would I switch places with you if I had to would your life be an example for me to kind of trend and to kind of um emulate if not, then we can just be cool and not necessarily be mentors. So when you choose a mentor, you have to decide what it is that you are looking for from that person and kind of also be fluid. Because again, that person is not your savior. It's just somebody to help you along the way. And so go with questions, kind of like read up on the person and just kind of study the person. Uh, me personally, she and I had connected um, via Facebook and I didn't know her from a can of paint when I first like met her on Facebook and this was during the pandemic, but I have literally watched her like just the things that she posts, how she moves, just her career. I'm like, I like her, you know? And so what I did was I gave her a call. Well, I texted her like, Hey, you know, will we be able to chat sometime because I have something that I want to ask you. And so she's like, yeah, sure. So we set up a call and, um, you know, we talked for a little bit. We caught up because we did form a kind of a, a relationship via Facebook over the years. And so when I asked her to chat outside of Facebook, she wasn't alarmed or anything because we had already formed a relationship. But of course, she had no idea that I was going to ask her if she would mentor me. And so I'm like, you know, we talked or whatever. And I'm like, hey, you know, I really, really, really like you know who you are and how you present yourself and just the things that you're doing in your life and I really think I could benefit from your mentorship so would you mind being a mentor to me and so just telling her like you know I don't expect anything that you cannot give me I don't expect time that you may not have I just want to be able to have someone um who is able to give me some sound advice who has already done some of the things that I am looking to do in my career, in my personal life, and just somebody that's relatable, somebody that can hear me, understand me, that values my opinion, that I value their opinion, and that we can work well together. And so it was really nice. It was a really nice and mature conversation, and I was so grateful for it because she accepted. And so she and I have actually been working super closely over this time, and it's just been so nice to have that opinion to have that unbiased help and to have somebody who is like down for you because when I say that she is down for your girl she literally is so like I talk to her every day um and I really appreciate her I'm probably gonna have her on the show at some point um but yeah I'm, I'm just grateful for her so it's just like you know having that mentor has just been nice and also too if you don't know I am the oldest of um three daughters so I have two younger sisters and so I'm the oldest and y'all know that meme that's like why does the oldest always think they're the project manager of the family and it's like that's totally me like I'm always the one that kind of helps everybody through everything which I'm okay with because that's my personality I'm a leader and it works but it is also nice to kind of like have somebody in your corner who you can kind of lean on and just kind of like ask for help so it's been really cool having a mentor and I love it here I literally love it here so I would totally say that's something that you could um that you should look into for your professional preparation 
Um, and so the next thing in my pr- professional preparation would be becoming super clear um, on my ideas of what I wanted to do as far as jobs. Um, I had to become clear because if you don't have clarity, then your search is going to kind of be real messy. The search is going to be real messy because you're not going to know where to start. Now, if you do not know where to start, that's okay. It's okay in the beginning. Okay. It's okay in the beginning. But after a little while, you do have to know like what you want to do. Because again, you can't properly search if you don't know what you want to do. So the only thing um, that you could do is look at what you've already done. Look at what you went to school for. Look at what you like to do and kind of see where your experiences can be transferable. Personally, I use my passions Um, I use the field that my uh, master's degree is in, which is instructional design and technology. And then I also just utilize the job listings and descriptions because here is the key, y'all. Here's the thing, rather. Sometimes you're going to have to use what's out there to kind of guide you. So you may have a general idea of like, okay, I want to be a... mm, I want to be a copywriter, okay? But it's like, hmm, I don't know which sector I want to copyright in. Okay, let me look up copywriting and see what other um, industries or organizations are out there that I can copyright for, like that. So sometimes you want to use what's out there to help you make the decision because in some fields, there are roles that you don't know about. And that's okay, and it's normal because you're just not going to know everything, like, you know again give yourself that grace like literally no one knows all of the careers that are out there but having a clear idea of what you might want to do or what you think you want to do and then using that to kind of align you in how to start searching the next thing um is working with a professional or not even really a professional y'all well no professional is good but just working with somebody who could help you with framing what you want to do. Now, for me, this was probably, or this is probably the biggest part of, or the most important part to me, aside from cleaning up your resume and your LinkedIn, working with somebody and getting very clear, extremely clear, crystal clear, on what I currently do in my role and my responsibilities, the value that I brought to my team, and then how that translated to what I was trying to go into. So the first thing of becoming clear on what you want to do, boom. But the next thing, okay, when I get into this interview, how can I align what I already do to what I want to do? Because let me tell you, In interviews, yes, your LinkedIn looked great. Your resume looked great. Your cover letter was awesome, right? That's what gets you the interview. Those three pieces of information get you the interview. But when you get into the interview, you literally only have like the first six minutes of that interview to have that person to be writing you yes or no for if they want to see you back 
or if they want to transfer you to the hiring manager. So when they ask you, oh, tell me a little bit about yourself, that is your time to shine. But if you are unaware on what you currently do and how it's going to translate to that role and to what that job listing said, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work. And so I will be honest to say, I fully believe that the first like six months of my job search when I was searching for that year, starting in last February, it was literally because I was not executing on what I currently did. And I wasn't clear because to be honest, there was a lot of gray area in my job. So it was like, I knew what I did, but in order to translate that to other people who have been in this industry for way over a year, you know, 10 years, seven years, like they want to hear certain keywords. They want to hear certain things. And it's like, if you aren't saying those things to kind of get them in their ear and buzzwords, it's just not going to work. And that's just the reality. So it's like, how do I tailor what I'm going to tell these people in order to make sure that I get transferred to the hiring manager? And then once I get into the hiring manager space, what am I going to say to this person to make them feel like, oh, yeah, she's a great fit? It takes time. But if that is not your strong suit, that's OK, because there are people who do it really well. So personally, I worked with one of my good, 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 good friends, Mia Rawls, um, and she's actually opening up or she has launched her uh, personal and virtual assistant Um company is called South Village Virtual Assisting and Mia really 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 like catapulted me into knowing how to do what I just spoke about. She catapulted me into clearly expressing my value, clearly expressing my current role, clearly expressing my responsibilities and then how that meshed with whatever job I was applying to. Even though I did stay within the same, you know, instructional design training, um, consulting roles, all the roles were the same or similar. I definitely utilized her teaching and her helpful um, questioning and just get into the nitty gritty of what I did to kind of help me. It was like, it was honestly a game changer for me. Like I am so grateful. And I tell her every time we talk, like I'm so grateful for you because again, she served me. She had the capacity to serve me and help me out in something that I was not good at. That was not my strong suit. And now I'm here giving you tips on what I did and how I am working through this waiting season for myself. So um, I have here that interviewing is literally not all that difficult once you tap into what you do and you marry it with what you're trying to do. I promise you. I literally promise it was a game changer. Like, I can't say it enough. I just cannot say it enough because honestly, all of us are walking around here with friends in high places who do high things. And oftentimes we do not know what they do. And then here I am walking around giving half ass answers of what I do. So child, boom. After working with Mia, it was like a blast. And I can tell anybody what I did. And yeah. It's lit. So the next thing that I did, though, is pacing myself. I paced myself because Sundays really, really hard. 
some days are super, super, super hard. And it's just the reality of that. Like job hunting is hard, especially when you are not happy in what you're currently doing. It's like, I got to get out of here. Everything seems like a rush, but it's like, you can't rush the process. You can't rush the journey. You got to trust it. So there were times where I would take two weeks off from job hunting. Like, so say if I was in a really big, like, oh, you know, um, I had three interviews this week. I might take two weeks off after that because I was like, I need a break. You can only give like you can only do what you can do. And I needed a break. So that's what I would do in pacing myself. And it became very important because it was like. I am giving myself the space and the grace to just be because I didn't want to, you know, burn out my brain or exhaust my brain or my faith, which 100% leads me into the final piece of my professional preparation. And that was faith, y'all. Faith is so important. And granted, faith kind of goes up under personal preparation and professional, but Faith was a big piece, or it still is a big piece, baby, because we still in the waiting season, okay? Faith. So, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's Bible, right? Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. That's Bible, right? To be honest, y'all... Oftentimes during my journey um, and still to this day, mustard seed faith is all I had to give. And y'all know how big a mustard seed is. That is all I had to give because some days like I have interviewed with some of the best companies out there, like some really reputable companies. And I'm not going to drop no names because they're not giving me no check, but it's been pretty cool. And every single time I got one of the coolest interviews, I'm hitting up certain people like, oh my gosh, guess what? Like, it's lit. And so then they hit me like, hey, how did it go? Well, it didn't go so well, but it's okay. You know? And sometimes that would be a shot at my face. Like, dang, I was excited. I was ready. I think it would be a great fit. But something that I kept telling myself was how unhappy I was in my current role. I did not want anything i didn't want just anything and a role is nice a job title is nice even the money some of the figures that i was receiving was nice but it's like i don't want to get into these spaces and three months down the line i'm in the same place that i'm in now job hunting again I want, if I'm job hunting again, I want it to be because I want to see what else is out there. Not because I am being forced. Because I'm being strong armed into having to look for a new role because I'm not happy. So whenever it didn't work, that was that piece of the mustard seed that I was able to continue to set my mind on and my heart on was, I don't want to be back in just anything. So if God did not give me that, then that must be why he didn't do it yet. It's not time. That may not have been the team for you. That may not have been the leadership for you. That may not have been the company for you. That may not have been the people for you. That may not have been the space for you. Because once again, a lot of my last role was a lot of the leadership. They weren't leading properly. 
for me right now, I'm at a space where I know who I am um, professionally and I know what I aspire to do. And so it's like anybody that's leading me, I need you to have already done what I'm trying to do and you to be able to give me the tools and set me up for success. And I also need you to know how to lead empathetically because I am not going to be perfect. I am going to make mistakes. And so are you. I'm going to give you grace, but I need you to do the same. And so if you are not emotionally aware or emotionally intelligent in order to be able to lead me professionally to where we get the work done, but you also understand when I have something going on in my life and I may not be able to perform, then guess what? That's not the place for me. And so that is where that faith came in. Because my hope and my desire that I desired to bring into my reality was that everything that I just said looked exactly how it does. And I'm not giving up on that. I'm not giving up on, there are people out there who really enjoy what they do. They really enjoy the people that they work with. They really enjoy all of those things. And it's like, I am not going to give up on myself just because this small group of people out of the 8 billion people in the world are not able to be great fits for me. So going back to my mustard seed faith, Some days, that's all I had to give, right? The small faith, but let's be real though, that's all we need. All we be needing is a mustard seed faith, but then some days, I had faith like the woman with the issue of blood. Literally, like I'm out here like, yep, it's mine. I'm about to get ready to kill this interview. I'm about to get ready to kill this, you know, conversation. Hop on this call, do this, do that. You know, like there was a really big balance. Some days feeling big and bad. Some days like, oh God, please help me. Right? That's balance. And y'all know, like, I really don't believe in balance per se. Um, because every day has challenges. Every day has challenges of its own. And it's really all about how you cope and how you present. But again, going back and coupling all of that with just having that faith. So my biggest um, piece, and I think I've said this about all of the things. I've said this like, oh, that's my biggest one. But I think faith is really, um, like I said, what just meshes everything together well in my professional. So let's go over a list of what I said for my professional um, preparation pieces so that we can make sure we're on the same page. So the very first thing that I said for professional is cleaning up my documents. So cleaning up my resume, my LinkedIn, my cover letter. The next thing was connecting with colleagues, uh, recruiters, and LinkedIn influencers that brought value to my search. Next, I got very clear on what it is that I wanted to do. I then began to work with Mia Rawls and South Village Virtual Assisting to uh, help me become crystal clear on my current role. Next, I paced myself during my search, gave myself breaks when necessary. And then lastly, I continue to tap into my faith. So those are um, the five things that stood out about my professional preparation so let's transition into home preparation okay 
So you could be thinking like, what do you mean by home preparation? Let me tell you. So for home preparation, um, I knew, I had already known that I wanted to leave my job. I knew that. Um, I just didn't know when. But I knew that I needed to stay ready. I needed to continue to prepare. Everything in my life right now is about preparing me, preparing me, preparing me. So it's like I'm preparing myself right now. So this is like a small thing, but I went ahead and I bought like household toiletries for two months. Because it's like, okay, if you're going to leave a job, you know, your finances will not be coming in in the way that they were. So it's like you need to be prepared because this is real life. So I bought toothpaste, deodorant, washing liquid, cleaning supplies, sanitary napkins, candles, groceries. Like I bought two months worth. Well, I didn't buy two months worth of groceries because like inflation and y'all. I was at Target the other day and a bag of pretzels was $7.99. And I was just so sad. So <laughs> like that's why I couldn't buy two months worth of groceries. But Neither here nor there. So I bought toiletries for two months because I knew that I was going to need it. Next, for my home preparation, um, I transferred all of my important documents. Um, so important email conversations, passwords, uh, anything that I thought was going to aid me in my search. Once uh, my work issued laptop got sent back to the company, I was like, I'm going to transfer all of these documents to my personal email because I don't want it to ever be a question about anything. Like, I want to have everything I need. So all of the resumes that I had um, written up, everything that I had or anything of value on that work issue laptop, I transferred all of those documents, all of those files. And it took me a while, honestly, because there are a lot of things that I, you know, had been storing on that particular device. Um, the next thing that I, you know, would tell myself every day in my home prep was just not to take no's personally, not to take no's personally, because like I said earlier, um, if I didn't get the job or that particular role after a, what I thought may have been a wonderful interview or a wonderful conversation with the recruiter, I didn't want to take their no personally because I, it didn't have anything to do with me. I mean, it did. Okay, let me say it like this. It didn't have anything to do with my value. My value did not decrease because I maybe didn't express myself on that conversation properly. Because we want to be real with ourselves, right? So I so once talking to Mia, like I did in my, in my professional uh, prep, once talking to her, I realized that in a lot of those interviews, I was not presenting myself properly. But that's okay because I was using it as a lesson, a learning lesson. And so um, I didn't take, I also didn't take other people having roles that I wanted as a sign of inadequacy on my part. Because it's like, well, like I always say, you know, or you see the glory, but you don't know the story. You don't know what people are having to go through in certain roles to be in certain seats, to be in certain positions. You're not like, you're not them. Run your race, stay in your lane. I always mention this particular person, but seven buffins, she always says, it's so much to gain in your own lane. And that's so true. Because it's like, if you are in a space where you're looking at other people's, you're don't, like, you don't have no room to focus on you. So focus on you, queen. 
Focus on you, King. <laughs> like, focus on you. So don't allow a no to take you to, to be taken personally or to make you feel like you're inadequate because you're because that's not true. So what you do is um, I use what I saw and what had been done for others as proof that it can happen for me, too. And that's more so tapping into that faith piece. Like I knew that if it was being done for people around me, like people on my team were leaving and um, stepping down from the road and going to other companies. That was one. So many people on LinkedIn were, you know, getting new roles and starting new companies and just being, you know, happy. So it was like, if it's happening for them, it can happen for me. Why not? What am I doing to prepare myself and to position myself to get a new role? Because after all, what is supposed to be for me will be for me. That is a word. Um. So next, I was praying for peace in making my decision to finally step down. Because again, when I started to prep myself, I hadn't left yet. These are things that I did prior to leaving because I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing for myself. So I prayed for peace in making my decision. And then I finally listened to the voice within and made the move. But I didn't do it without praying on it. I didn't do it without getting signs like, okay, it's time. Next, I had to tell myself that I was going to be okay with missing out on certain things. I was going to be okay with missing out on some of the latest events and splurging on like makeup and random shit. Like I was going to be okay with having to miss out for the time being because I had already bought all of my necessities earlier, <laughs> um, earlier in that time frame because I knew that I was going to be leaving at some point. So necessities only, miss ma'am. That's it. Get your necessities and sit down somewhere. It's going to be time to splurge at another time. Not today. Uh, and then lastly, I waited. I waited. You got to just wait. Like, you got to wait it out. Because you've already done all of your professional prep. Or you are doing, you're actively doing your professional prep. You're actively doing your home prep. You're getting your mind right. You're keeping, you know, positivity in your circle. You're sharing what you need to share with other people. Well, with people who you can share it with. You're praying, you're waiting, you're faith in it. So now you just got to wait. So um, reaching out to recruiters and when they reached out to me, I, you know, messaged back. Hey, yes, it would be awesome to speak with you. Um, you know, let's set up some time, right? Take interviews, take all the interviews. Don't get too high and mighty. Don't get too, you know, on your high horse, to not take an interview because me personally now, if you just know it's something that you just don't want to do, like for instance, somebody reached out to me about selling insurance. I do not want to sell insurance, period. Like, I won't say I will never because you just never say never, but it is my hope that I never have to do that because that is just not something that I want to do. I don't like cold calling. I don't like, you know, essentially feeling as though I am begging people to work with me or to do business with me. Not my thing. So, um, but other than that, I'm going to take the interview because again, in your professional prep, you never know who you are talking to. You never know who you are going to run into. You never know what somebody 
has access to. So you always want to just stay ready, take the interview, network. And once you've done all of those things that I talked about in the professional prep, it's going to be easy to network. And network won't feel like such a task. It won't feel so scary because you've already done all the work. You're already prepared. You got this. You can do this. Like, it's nothing. So that's what I did for my personal prep and or home prep. And I'm going to just say that it's been working out really well, y'all. Like, yeah. Everything is everything. Everything is really good. Like, I am in a great space right now, honestly. Like, my professional life is feeling real good. My home life is feeling real good. Um, Everything is everything. I'm grateful. I'm super grateful. Like, for just having certain people in my life, like Mia, like Miss Christine, like Amber, um... Because those are some people that I like reached out for for professional development. My mentor, like I reached out for them to help me in that professional space a whole lot. Or just so I can vent. Because child, yeah, crazy. Um, So yeah, like that's what I did. So okay, let me give you a, um, a recap of my home prep like I did for the professional. So the first thing was I bought toiletries and everything I needed to carry me through for about two months. Next, I transferred all of my important documents over from my work-issued laptop to my personal devices. Um, After that, I decided that I wasn't going to take notes personally. I was going to keep it professional. It's nothing personal. It's all business. Uh, Number four, sorry, (laughs) um, was I became okay with missing out on stuff, events, splurging, shopping. It was okay. Like, it will come. And then lastly, I waited. You got to wait. There's beauty in waiting. Child, speaking to myself. Um, Yeah. So, that's that on that, y'all. That's pretty much how the waiting season has looked. Um, As far as employment, I... Might have something up my sleeve. I'll let y'all know when it's time. Um, So, yeah. Everything is everything. I hope, though, that today's episode has helped you in some way. um, Gave you a little bit of clarity on what I'm doing over here during my waiting season. And how I'm making it work for myself. Um, And because I'm giving you all this information, I would like to help you if I can. So if you feel comfortable with coming to me and letting me know, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I have done. um, But I need help here. I am willing to do that. So again, I wouldn't have given you guys this information if I wasn't sure that I can assist. So just let me know if you need some help. If you feel like I'm struggling in this particular area and something that Keandria said today, um, it sounds like she may have, you know, an answer. Let me know, please. I would love to. I would love to because somebody had to help me and people are still helping me. So I would absolutely love to assist you. Um, 
feel free to hit me up on Instagram. If you have my cell phone number, hit me up there. And we can just see how it goes. I'm definitely willing. Other than that, if there is someone in your life that, you know, is looking for a new job or maybe even needed some encouragement to know, hey, I'm not alone in this job search, in this in this new journey, um, send them this episode. Send them this episode and just help them stay encouraged because, like I said earlier, it is not something you can do alone. It's just not. And I personally wouldn't have wanted to do this alone because it gets rough. So lastly, again, like I always say, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Um, I really appreciate y'all more than you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk soon. Have a wonderful day. And yeah, bye.